Alert, alert. This is an emergency pod. This is an emergency pod. Everyone find a secure location and prepare to listen to a very special edition of Ruthless. U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has died. Judge Amy Coney Barrett. If Joe Biden wins, Democrats can sack the courts. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. Maybe that's a question you should ask China. Anyway, my time's up. I'm not thinking, Mr. That's okay. I know you're not thinking. You never do. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media. We are born free and we will stay free. First off, we cannot thank you all enough. This has been an incredible ride this week. We are exactly one episode in. This is going to be number two and already... Ruthless is the number three podcast in the nation for politics. Yeah, we've um, broken into the top 30 chart. And listen, you know, we're even beating Hillary Clinton. So this could possibly be our final episode of Ruthless (laughs) if Hillary finds us. Um, But going forward, everyone can expect episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So keep it locked here. Hey, um, Smug, the one thing, the one observation we got a lot of uh, Twitter traffic on is people are saying, people are saying, Many people are saying. Many people are saying that your microphone sucks. Yes. I, I also want to take this time to apologize for the garbage sound in that first <laughs> episode. I am back from the West Coast safely at uh, Smug Industry Studios. And now you can expect my sound in Dolby where available. Um, so thank you, everyone, for the heads up. Problem solved on my end. We have very, very good communication <laughs> on that front. Absolutely. There's a lot of good communication. <laughs> um, so let's get to the main event. Why are we here today, Josh? Uh, we are here, thank God, because President Donald Trump murdered Joe Biden in the debate last night. It was not even destroyed close. Destroyed him. I got to tell you. Destroyed him. I mean, I don't think anyone expected him to do that well. No. No, one. no. no. And, and the one lasting reason that you can always tell when a Republican does well is when the journos and the blue checks all take to Twitter to make observations about the moderator or about anything other than the substance of debate. Like, you know, for example, um, you know, it's too late. I don't think it really makes much of a difference anymore. Like that, you heard that all night. You heard that from them. A lot of discussion about Kristen Welker, which I mean, I guess she did fine. I mean, here's the thing I want to point out. Fox had the statistic right after the debate that the moderator came in against Trump 12 times more than Biden. So, I mean, I don't know what they're crying about, you know. That's a lot. I mean, I didn't realize it was that much. But I I think it also goes to how smooth Trump was during all that. It didn't feel like he got cut off. I I felt like he had uh, a full explanation for every point he was trying to drive. I mean, he was in there just lighting the place up the whole night. And then on the opposite end, you had Biden, who I don't think he could have had a worse performance. Like you think of Joe Biden, doesn't remember getting money from China. He doesn't remember putting kids in cages. He doesn't remember saying he's going to ban fracking. He doesn't remember throwing black men in jail. Um, he was a mess, an absolute mess up there. A hot mess. So, I mean, there are a number of, of really important points, policy points, which is, by the way, thank God we got to that, right? Finally, we're at a place where we're actually having to examine what Joe Biden wants to do to all of us because it's a nightmare. Smug, I know you got some observations about this. Well, I mean, one of the, one of the quick things is, yes, they, they finally had policy things. They didn't talk about court packing once, which is a very important issue given that Joe's going to be forced to pack the courts if he wins. Um, 
But one of the things on policy that really stuck out to me, which is going to be a huge problem for Biden going forward, is oil. He mm. said, it's, you know, no more fossil fuels. This is what he's been telling us. When people tell you something, you know, believe them. When they tell you who they are, believe them. And Joe's been saying over and over, he's going to ban fracking. He's going to ban oil. He's going to stop all fossil fuels. It's going to be the AOC Green New Deal as the law of the land. And that, that didn't go over well at all. I mean, you know. You think he fracked up, huh? <laughs> Joe Biden fracked up big time. Um, <laughs> you even had Dems trying to distance themselves from him. You have um, Kendra Horn, a Dem running for Congress in Oklahoma. She said, here's one of the places Biden and I disagree. We must stand up for our oil and gas industry. We need an all-of-the-above energy approach that's consumer-friendly, values energy independence, and protects Oklahoma jobs. So, Horn, huh? Yeah, she thought she was coming back. Turns out she's renting a seat here in uh, Oklahoma now that Joe decided to ban, right? ban oil and gas, right? Yeah, yeah. Joe, uh, you know, that's another job that's going to be lost due to Joe after NAFTA and uh, every other policy he's been involved in, shipping jobs over to China. Good old Kendra <laughs> Horn's about to learn what that feels like. <laughs> well, that's, that's, you know, my favorite part, honestly, and I do, I think that's a big deal. I think all of that uh, has profound, potentially profound electoral consequences in a bunch of seats that matter. But, but I, I, my favorite part, smug of the entire debate, was the quote, Joe, I ran because of you. Yeah. I ran because of Barack Obama because you did a poor job. I mean, that hit like a ton of bricks. That hit like a ton of bricks. And, and it was a perfect reminder. You know, I, I wanted this entire campaign to be about that, right? To be about mm. what is it that brought us Donald Trump in the first place? And the honest to God truth is it was Obama and Biden and the absolutely horrible job that they did for eight years and basically everything they touched from their economy to foreign policy to their regulatory agenda to their attempts to, to nationalize healthcare. I mean, everything they touched was horrible. And this was like the first time in this entire campaign where Joe Biden's had to stand on a stage and try to defend it. That was such a huge moment. Um, I, I would have loved to have that become a theme of the Trump campaign earlier because like for all the takes and all the books that are written on why Trump won, you know, middle-class Americans were sick and tired of the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer, their jobs being sent to overseas. And Trump was the answer. And, you know, promises made, promises kept. Trump became the champion of the middle class. You know, he's brought manufacturing back. We've got energy jobs going strong. And the fact that, uh, you know, that was the first time you had that clear comparison and reason that, you know, I ran because of you. It was just huge. Perfect contrast with what he's trying to drive home about the per permanent political class, right? Totally. Uh, Joe Biden's been there for 47 years. If you've got complaints about anything that's happening, talk to Joe. He's been the guy who's been here for four plus decades. I'm the guy who's trying to bail us out of it. The contrast is exactly where he was. This is the first debate, in my view, where Donald Trump debated Joe Biden like he debated Hillary Clinton. To and I mean, the, the contrast, like you say, is, is, is so huge and so clear. You had Joe Biden, who's talking about a dark winter, America is racist, and riots. And Trump, you've got springtime, you've got the First Step Act, you've got prosperity. Like, Joe is having to answer for 
crime bill where he was locking up black men as fast as he possibly could. And at last, at last, someone held Joe Biden accountable because our crooked press will not. No, they sure won't. They sure won't. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, we'll get to more of that. I've got some observations on the other things that our press has been doing, but I, I know you've got a couple more observations about this debate. Yeah, well, it was more of the aftermath of the debate that I really enjoyed. Um, so libs don't know what coyotes are. You know? <laughs> Who'd have thought that our moral and cultural superiors, the blue checks, have no idea what the hell they're talking about? I, so, thought, I thought, I honestly thought I was looking at a parody Twitter when the coyote debate brought. Seriously. Oh, it was unbelievable. Blue checks were, were saying, oh my God, Trump just said that coyotes are coming in the night and snatching up children and carrying them across the border. Um, and there were hundreds, hundreds of these. Um, what, what's the name? Um, that brought from uh, Sex and City. Kim Cattrall had a tweet that got so much attention. People are brought here by coyotes? Yes. And a coyote is a human trafficker. It's not a four-legged wolf-like creature. They actually thought we, he was referring to the animal coyote. Yeah. And um, of course, whenever you have a, a blue check pile on, David Hogg jumped in there and you know, maybe he'd change his position on shotguns if he knew the coyotes were coming for him. <laughs> I'm just, that's all I'm saying. Attacking the children smug. It's, it's my brand. Someone's got to do it. You're attacking the children. <laughs> Which leads to the next segue, Josh. What, what other thoughts did you have about the debate? What other children do we have around here? Well, let's see. Um, you know what? This actually does lead into a Hunter Biden uh, component because I was flabbergasted. I guess I shouldn't be, but I was flabbergasted that Joe Biden could stand on stage without any evidence whatsoever and dismiss all of the allegations about Hunter, about business dealings, about whether he was involved, all of the stuff we've learned over the last week with a simple allegation, totally unproven, that it's a Russian disinformation campaign. Here we are again. It's Russia, Russia, Russia. That's what they always fall back on. I I just like at some point in history, we're going to take a look back at this and just be astounded that our press, our media, and much of our culture just allowed the shit to happen. Because I mean, look, we just went through a three and a half year process that was driven exclusively by a Russian disinformation campaign. It wasn't the like hundred bucks they spent on Facebook in the election in 2016 it wasn't some low-level Trump staffer sitting at a bar in London. It was a dossier that was paid for by Hillary Clinton, dropped on the desk of President Trump on his day one by Jim Comey, that led to all kinds of subpoenas, of wiretaps, of all of these things that led to a, a Mueller report, eventually an impeachment we took like millions and tens of millions of dollars and, and flew, threw it down the toilet all because of the Russian uh, collusion that was done by the Democrats. Yep. I mean, and here we, no, so now here we are today with an allegation about Hunter Biden doing business with the Chinese and cutting his father into it. And we literally cannot get anybody to put pen to paper to even ask the question. And it's, I mean, it's beyond an allegation. At this point, we have concrete evidence. 
there's a laptop that the FBI has in its possession that the Biden campaign will not say is fake because they know it's the real deal. They won't, they won't even address it. And, and, and our press said, and, our, and tech and everything else says to the American people, you know what, we can't, we can't uh, prove that it's true or false and it's probably a Russian disinformation campaign, so we're not going to cover it. And you covered the Russian dis- we covered the, dis- the disinformation for three and a half years when it cut against President Trump. Yeah, this is, this is the real election interference right now. You've got a, a crooked press that's keeping Americans in the dark about an actual, you know, corrupt overseas deal of, that the Biden crime family was involved in. You know, I mean, the only kid that deserves to be in a cage is Hunter Biden. That's the truth. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Attack the children. Have to do it. He's the Attack only one. The, the guy has been cutting all these crooked deals, giving money to the big guy. And we have eyewitness accounts. We have physical evidence. And the press is asleep at the wheel. They're covering for Joe. I just don't understand. Like, there's just no explanation whatsoever. There's just no explanation whatsoever. They basically are just saying, you know, we don't care. We're, we're actually going to just straight up say vote for Biden in the news pages of every newspaper across the country and cable news and everything else. At some point, there will be a reckoning for this. It's totally. probably not coming in the next 10 days, right? And the 2020 election will be the victim of what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But this is the reason that you need to tell your friends about Ruthless. This That's the thing is we will tell you what they will not but they are keeping Americans in the dark. We have to get together a couple of times a week to discuss this shit because nobody else will. Nope. We're, and we're not going to give you like a Federalist Papers lesson in the process. Right? No, no. You know what? Watch. Uh, now that we're going to replace the press, they're going to start calling us. Uh, they're going to say Ruthless is a Russian disinformation campaign. So. <laughs> watch the algorithm change and all of a sudden we go totally. Three, totally. Uh, 300 overnight. Like alert, <laughs> alert. People are learning the truth. Big tech hits the button. Algorithm change. Um, they can't stop us if you keep subscribing. So that's keep the thing. Subscribing and giving us five stars because we love those. And tell all your friends to subscribe. Hit that five stars. And um, you know what do we have coming up uh, on Ruthless Forum, Josh? What do we I mean, have this coming is up super big, guys. I'm I'm really excited about this because we've got some big interviews coming up. We haven't done the interviews on the pod yet. But we've got them coming up, and we've had a lot of requests, by the way, from, yeah. from really sort of big-time uh, political players. And next week we have, you know, perhaps a future president, um, somebody who's certainly been in that conversation uh, over the last few years. And so we're very excited. That's a solid teaser. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be here on Tuesday. Everyone else out there, you better be uh, locked in on Tuesday too. So remember, minions, stay ruthless. Keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you next week.